Hello everyone, my name is Melissa and as always, thank you so much for stopping by Senior Living Live. Today we are discussing memory care, which is always an important topic, but even more so now in 2020. Senior living communities across the country have really had to rise to the occasion to help battle the coronavirus and prevent community spread. But when you add memory care to the equation, the challenges become even more pronounced, leaving many families questioning, is my loved one receiving the same high standard of care now as they were before the pandemic? Susan Robbins, the Regional Director of Dementia Training for the Arbor Company, she was gracious enough to sit down and answer that question and many others related to memory care. And she tells us that in some ways through this pandemic, that care has improved. Here's our conversation. Susan, hello, you look fantastic today. How are you? I'm doing great and thank you. You're looking great too. It's nice <laughs> See you. It's been a while. It has been a while. Good to see you as well. I know you've been busy as always. And I know you've uh, had a couple of different roles in your time uh, at the Arbor Company, but it has all been related to dementia care or memory care, I should say. Uh, what is it about memory care that you are so passionate about? Well, I think it's being able to help people understand what it feels like to have dementia from the resident's perspective, the person living with dementia, because there's a lot of information out there that'll tell you about the behaviors that are gonna happen, but very few people tell you why. And with, through Arbor, we have the ability to tell you why your mom's responding this way and why your dad's responding this other way, and how do we get into their space to help them have good enjoyable days and moments through the day. Great. Well, obviously the, the world feels like it's been turned upside down over the last couple of months. Um, so that of course leads to some concerns about uh, memory care as it relates to the pandemic. So in what ways uh, has the coronavirus impacted seniors who reside in memory care communities? Well, we had to stop and take a big look at the entire environment in our memory care neighborhoods. Because people living with dementia need structure and routine. Not necessarily the same kind of structure that we look at like following a clock. Like I don't need breakfast at eight o'clock every morning, but I do need to eat when I get up. That's my kind of structure. So how do we keep those things going that residents are used to? and do that in smaller groups so that we can socially distance everybody. But it started with getting them used to the staff with their masks on, because it was a very scary environment. People living with dementia resist change, and change usually has to come slowly, but we had to make lots of changes all at once. So we did things like staff had pictures of themselves attached to their name tags so that when the residents saw them with the mask on, they could point to their picture and help them do that. So it was, what could we do with our fully functioning brains to make their lives better? So it was redoing the environment and working from what they needed and watching the residents' leads on what they needed to be happy. Yeah, you talk about uh, wearing masks for the staff uh, and, and then the seniors having to get used to seeing that, but what about on the flip side of them having to get used to actually wearing some of this PPE themselves? So, well, it was a challenge. 
and they still take them off sometimes and we re-encourage them. But by wearing them ourselves, part of dementia in the later stages is to mimic what I see. So if you've got one, I want one. So often we see that, I want what somebody else has. So seeing our masks and then just handing them and pointing and not making a big deal about putting it on, we had a lot of success with that. We also got creative and had some um, masks that were the handmade ones that were some of the gentlemen that were retired veterans had American flags and they loved having an American flag mask um, and tried to mimic hobbies and different things, some pretty flowered ones, favorite colors, so that we were making that deep connection even within the mask. And it helped make that transition a little easier. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, that that sounds wonderful. I mean, you you're giving them an incentive to to want to wear them. So that's that's fantastic thinking. Um, let's go back to social distancing. So, how are communities continuing to provide person-centered care while also following social distancing rules? Well, it, again, it started back to how do you set up the environment? The social distancing was we removed any excess furniture that was within six feet of each other. So our dining rooms per se, we took out some of the tables and removed them and put them into smaller groups in different areas where maybe you'd have a group of two or three people interacting, but they're sitting at their own table. And the table helped be that barrier that made the social distancing more comfortable for the resident because I didn't feel social distanced or spaced out because I had my own table with my own things in front of me to do things. So we know that when you, you're mentioning tables and, and immediately I start to think of, of meal time. And we all know that for, for seniors, uh, it doesn't matter really what stage you're in. You could be uh, independent living, you could be assisted living, you could be in memory care. You still need to eat to keep up your strength. Uh, and especially now as everybody attempts to try to avoid getting the coronavirus. So what now does a typical meal time look like and how important is it uh, to ensure that that structure and routine remains the same day in and day out? Well, to our surprise, we were really excited to see through the coronavirus, many of our memory care residents are actually consuming more food. Great. Buzz, what has happened is people living with dementia are very easily distracted. So if I have four table mates, which is what we used to usually traditionally have, each person got served. So I got distracted each time somebody was served a plate. But now where we're still having so that we have oversight, which is necessary, but maybe one person per table and it's all about me. So it not only is they don't get distracted, they feel important. I'm getting that personal one-on-one -on -one served with me, little extra attention. Maybe the staff sits with me while I'm eating, but I'm not, the staff is not distracted by anybody else. So I'm getting your full attention. So it's not only am I consuming more, I'm getting some of that emotional need filled at the same time. Yeah, and creating those stronger bonds. And, and so you, you start to think, well, what are some of the positives you can take out of the situation? And that sounds like a great one, actually, uh, that they're actually eating more food and more consistently. That is uh, excellent. Uh, so now, what are some steps that the communities have taken and are taking uh, to stay proactive in addressing dementia-related behaviors during the pandemic? 
Well, it starts with your basics because people living with dementia read your body language and your tone of voice. But with the mask, we've lost some of that body language. Mm -hmm. So we've really made a point to focus in on eye contact before any interaction, whether it's a redirection or just saying hello or getting me to eat. We've got to have that eye contact and visual cues. Because if I'm having trouble understanding things and then I can't see your mouth move, I can't connect the sound with what's going on because that, that pathway has been disrupted because voice and mouth moving go together. So it's like just something coming, the voice could be coming from anywhere. So I don't always know you're talking to me from behind the mask. But if you've got eye contact and you're using visual cues, then I can understand. Like instead of eating, you don't want to just say, it's time for lunch. It's going to be, it's time to eat with a spoon. Sure, sure. So that you've got that visual cue. And that helps that resident also feel successful. And routine is important. We're still doing the same activities that we used to do, but we're doing them a little more spaced out. Some of the exercises we do where you're tossing a ball back and forth, so we may only have four people in the group, but I'm giving you that individual attention for that activity and I'm throwing the ball just back to one resident at a time, several times until they've tired. And then I completely clean everything and then I can go to the next person. But we've kind of sat in a group, but each resident's again, getting that individual attention and not distracted by what's going on next to them and they're able to stay focused. So an ability to help residents focus has been one of the biggest gifts we have found um, through COVID in getting residents' needs met. That is excellent. Now, we're uh, creating this series of videos to kind of uh, pull back the curtain a little bit and show everybody and tell everybody what is happening in these communities. As, as you know, um, we're really limiting the, the people that can come in and out of the communities for safety, social distancing. So if someone was watching this video, or they are watching this video right now, and they've got a family member suffering from dementia, and they've waited out the move uh, into a memory care community because of the pandemic, what would you tell them right now? Well, dementia, when you're living in a home, you become isolated cognitively. Your loved ones are still there, they're interacting with you, but they're interacting with you on a cognitive level that you no longer reach. When I'm in a community, I'm able to have cognitive peers. I have got friends that understand me when what I'm saying doesn't make any sense. There's a, it's almost like a unique language people have with dementia that they just, they can tell stories and the other person is, is answering and engaged in the story and they can interact with each other on that, on that level. And we have found with the smaller groups, even with the social distancing, that residents have actually made friendships with more bonds and they recognize their friends, even though they're sitting, we're, we have a table in front of you, but I'm still across the table and I remember you, I remember your smile, and I've listened to your story, and they have that deep connection with each other. And I can feel successful around people that function on the same level as I. 
Sure. And, and I, I would have to believe that with that kind of care that uh, the memory care communities are still seeing uh, our seniors with dementia and memory care needs, they're continuing to thrive. Is that correct? They are. We have, it's, you know, through changing things, changing the environment, making adjustments, and they are able to thrive and be happy. And we have had so much success too with the video conferencing. Mm -hmm. um, we've got headsets for the, uh, that some of the residents can use so they can hear their loved ones with the video calls. So you're able to actually see them. And if you have a phone call with a resident and you, have, you can share happy stories with them and different things, those become such great connections telling old stories, sharing old photos, having a real conversation with them and let us take care of the care needs and then you can have those wonderful visits even if they are virtual and we'll give them those extra hugs that they need during care. Yeah, and when it comes to memory care, I've seen it so often in uh, Arbor communities, it really truly is a calling for, for people like yourself and for the uh, individuals who work in each and every one of these communities to uh, help our seniors thrive. So for, for that, I thank you and all of our hard workers who uh, have this calling to wanna help uh, our seniors who uh, need a little bit of extra help on the memory care side of things. Mm -hmm. Susan Robbins, it was awesome to see you again and I look forward to talking to you very soon. I know you have a webinar coming up in a couple of months and we will certainly look out for that. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Ah, it is so great to hear the positives and that that individualized care continues to foster meaningful moments. Thanks again to Susan for sharing her passion with us and for hopefully helping others along the way. We hope you've learned a little bit more about memory care and senior living in this video. Feel free to check out the rest of our content at www.seniorlivinglive.com. As always, thanks for watching and have a wonderful day, everybody.